Hey guys, on this episode of the Nurse Dose Podcast, we are going to be starting a new series on everything that a new grad needs to know when going into the ICU. Hey guys, this is Sean from the Nurse Dose Podcast. I am a CVICU nurse going on six years now. And like we said in the introduction, this is going to be the start of a new series, which was requested by y'all on uh, everything that a new grad needs to know when going into the ICU. Now, if you are not following the podcast on Spotify or iTunes yet, please go ahead and follow it just so that you get those notifications whenever the new episodes come out. I'm trying to get them to come out every week at this point, but you know, with work schedules, it's kind of hard to keep that consistent. So it's really important y'all follow the podcast in order to get those up-to-date episodes whenever they are released. Now for this first episode, we're going to be focusing on graduating nursing school and getting that first interview and that first job. Um, Because for you to actually get into the ICU, you need to know how to get that first interview and you actually have to get your license believe it or not so um, that is the first thing that we're going to be talking about in this episode i've got a lot of good tips and tricks on how to get that first um, interview and um, what kind of job you should be looking for out of nursing school i have precepted so many new grads uh, coming into the cvicu and i've got a very good opinion on what i think you should be doing coming into the icu as a new grad So to start things off, let's talk about you actually graduating nursing school. Now, I will say for my case, whenever I was looking for a job straight out of nursing school, I actually got the job with another month, month and a half left of nursing school. Um, And the way that that works is I was interviewed, I got the job, and then basically they said, this is all contingent on you passing your NCLEX. So you are hired, but if you do not pass your NCLEX, then we cannot um, keep you on. We cannot actually, you know, keep, keep that job opening for you. And basically you will be fired if you do not pass your NCLEX that first time. So it is very important that you do pass the NCLEX the first time. And I have not been in nursing school for six years now, so I might be somewhat removed from the whole process. But from what I've heard, the NCLEX is still pretty much the same and schools are doing the same thing to um, make sure that their students do pass. Now, I will say that schools are based off of getting you to pass your NCLEX. So they will do everything in their power to make sure that they have the highest ratio of nurses passing their NCLEX that first time. And they do this by offering different programs. Um, My school had a very specific program that they used. uh, I think it was ATI Greenlight. And what it did was they hooked us all up with a one-on-one mentor who suggested things for us to study. We took tests that, you know, kind of um, bookmarked our knowledge to see where we needed to improve, what we needed to uh, kind of study a little bit more. And when, when that mentor thought that we were good to take the NCLEX, they would give us the green light. Um, so that was really good. And it was actually an optional thing, but 
it was free and the school offered it. So there's no reason for you not to do it. Now, I know some people did not do it because um, they thought that they could do it um, on their own. They didn't need any help. But um, I just I think that if you were offered any kind of resources to do these uh, study guides, these uh, things that will help you um, kind of track your studying, it's something that you need to hop onto. Now for me, I had a 4.0 in nursing school and I still thought I needed everything that I, that I could get my hands on in order to study for the NCLEX. Um, I just wanted to be one of those people that was able to pass and go straight into working. And with getting this job, it was very important to me to pass that first time so I could keep this job. And nowadays there are a lot of extracurricular programs that do help you with the NCLEX. It's a very big like business model for a lot of people in nursing to offer these study programs for the NCLEX. Um, I've heard UWorld is good to use, um, but your nursing school will be able to provide you with some resources to find out um, what are some good study guides, um, programs, anything like that. Because like I said before, they want you to pass. It looks better on them as a school if you pass the NCLEX. Um, so you want to make sure you do that. Um, and then also you want to make sure that you actually pass all of your classes and you do not get held back at all or have to redo a class or anything like that. So even if you get a job with you know, the last couple of months uh, to go on nursing school, you want to make sure you stay with it and you don't accidentally fail any classes because then you're going to have to retake it. You can't get your um, ready to test for the NCLEX um, and that is just a bad time. So don't get excited and think that you're done with nursing school whenever you get that first job while you're still in nursing school because you still have some work to do. Okay, now that we talked about the stressful parts of graduating nursing school and taking the NCLEX and passing it, which I just want to put a slight caveat on what I was saying, um, you you want to pass the NCLEX the first time, but it is not super mandatory. I've known so many people who did not pass the first time, but passed you know the second or third time and still got a great job in an ICU. But with that, I also want to say that if you pass the NCLEX the first time, the second time, and if it takes you, uh, you know, so many questions, like if you if you go up to like 200 and something questions before you pass, it's not that big of a deal. Nobody's going to ask you how many questions it took you to pass the NCLEX. That is not something that comes up in interviews. Um, and it's not something that will be weighed against you. If you did not pass in 75 questions, it does not matter as long as you pass the NCLEX. Hey guys, I just wanted to take a couple moments and talk to you about my Etsy store for the Nurse Dose podcast. Um, it is something that I have started doing where I'm making cheat sheets for the ICU for the devices we take. Um, I'm doing one right now on pacemakers and it is something that I honestly wish I had as a new grad and even someone who has been working in the unit for um, years and years. It's uh, nice information to have at your fingertips, especially when you haven't taken certain patients in a while. So if that's something that you're interested in, go ahead and follow the link in the show notes to my Etsy where you will find cheat sheets and everything else that you need to feel comfortable in the ICU. Anyways, let's talk about the next stressful part, which is getting the interview, getting the job. 
Um, so for me, I got a job with a um, what was then a very prestigious residency program, a nurse residency program that um, was six months long and included so much like uh, classroom work and didactic um, parts that were along with the clinical that um, it was something that I really wanted. And I made a plan of how I was going to get this job and get this position because supposedly only a very uh, few amount of nurses would actually get this job in the city that I work in. And um, it was something that I really wanted. So I did a couple of things that I think really helped me land that first job. And it's something that I want to share with you. So the first thing that I did, I uh, got a job as a tech, as a uh, patient care technician, a PCT. Um, I did not have my CNA license or anything or my was a certification. I didn't have my CNA certification, um, but I was a tech on a uh, pretty acute um, med surge floor. Like a, it was almost like a step down unit, but um, I was in like a nurse uh, internship there. Like basically if I graduated, then I would have like a for sure job there. But I personally did not want to work in med surge, but it was just like a, kind of like a stepping stone into getting my foot in the door with that hospital. So, um, what I did, I was a tech and, um, I worked outside of nursing school, obviously. And what I did was these, um, these hospitals had these um, cards that the patients or the family members could fill out um, whenever they thought you did a good job. And so this might be a little sneaky, but what I did is at the beginning of my shift, I always picked up a pack of those from the nurse's station and I passed them out to my uh, patients and their family members. And um, I asked them like if they enjoyed the care that I provided at the end of the shift, if they wouldn't mind, you know, um, filling it out and, um, giving it to my manager. And this really resulted in me getting so many of these cards filled out with, you know, what the patients liked about my care, um, the qualities that they liked about me and all that stuff. So eventually I got the interview for this residency program that was with another hospital system. And, um, I got the interview and they asked me, um, what patients have said about my care, what, what people in general have said, like, what are my good qualities, you know, the typical interview stuff. And at that moment I was able to take all of these cards out from my folder and give it to them. And I said, here's some first person, um, information that, that, you know, patients have given to me and their families have given me to give me feedback on what they like. Um, about my care or to praise me about my care. And I think this kind of blew them away. And I still believe, I firmly believe that this is what um, really got my foot in the door with this residency program. Because like I was saying, this program was so prestigious at the time. I don't know if it really is anymore. I think it kind of went downhill, but it was so good at the time that everybody wanted to get this job. Everybody wanted this residency because you got so much education out of it that it was almost like taking another year of nursing school, but getting paid to do it. So um, it was something that I really wanted, but they were just shocked whenever I gave them that stuff and very impressed. Um, and it was something super easy for me to do. I was already at my job. I just got these cards, asked them to fill it out if they liked my care. And um, a lot of them ended up doing it. And it gave me so much uh, like reference pretty much for my job 
that um, they were not at all concerned with the care that I would provide. So just to recap the word vomit that I just threw at you, um, in terms of getting that first interview, uh, the things that you need to try to do in nursing school is get a job on some kind of floor, be it an ICU, a med surge unit. Um, it does not matter as long as you are trying to get some experience. I know people that were scribes for um, for doctors as well. As long as you have some kind of clinical experience, like where you are putting yourself out there, um, that is what really looks good in the eyes of these interviewers. Um, and then. As well as that, you need to have some kind of reference, um, kind of like what I said with my cards. You know, anything that's outside of the box like that is going to be really good for you. I also saved my um, my feedback from my nursing professors that they gave me, uh, some of the emails they sent me as well, either praising me or telling me what to work on and improving that I did work on these aspects. Um, it's something like that that really makes you stand out from everyone else who just has a regular resume. Uh, with some references on there that they need to call. When you have something that you can just present to them in the interview, it really makes a difference. Um, so now let's talk about the kinds of jobs that you want to look for as a new grad. So as I've kind of hinted, the jobs that you want to look for are the ones that are some kind of residency, some kind of supplemental education that you get while you are working this job. Um, like I said, the one that I had had when the the first three months of it, it was a total of six months orientation, which in itself is amazing for a new grad to go to the ICU. You've got all this time to be oriented and you're not feeling rushed or anything like that. So that is why it is really good to find a program like that, that has an extended orientation for new grads who are going into the ICU. Um, like I said, my orientation, um, my residency program um, also had some didactic days where we were in the classroom learning things like hemodynamics, reading chest x-rays, reading ABGs, um, doing hands-on uh, skills assessments and stuff like that. It felt like, it honestly felt like another semester of nursing school, but it was tailored to the ICU. Um, so a lot of places will do this now. It's kind of helping hospitals um teach these new grads how to work in the ICU. And it really helped me um, gather that information because if I'm being honest, nursing school really didn't teach me anything about the ICU. We went into the ICU, but I didn't learn anything about pressors, um, nothing about that, nothing about intubation, um, any of this cardiac stuff, like barely anything about EKGs. So something like this is very important because I know I'm not the only one who had that kind of experience where nursing school does not prepare you for some of these um, more intense units, uh, like intensive care units or anything like that um, for you to go into whenever you graduate. And that is why you have so many professors saying, oh, you need to uh, take a year and go and do med surge first because they're just not teaching the appropriate material for a student to, or a new grad to go into the ICU. So um, you want to find a program that is like that that will teach you. Now you do want to be careful though because there are a lot of hospitals that will offer things like this but then they will make you sign like a two, three, four year contract that they say will um, cover the cost of the training that they give you. Now I will tell you that not every hospital is like this. So if you are being recruited for one of these hospitals and they are telling you that they have this residency program but you have to sign this contract, 
um, and they tell you it is because they want to make sure you stay because they're spending so much on training you, blah, blah, blah. You know, there are hospitals out there that will train you and will not make you sign a contract because I will tell you, you are not going to stay at this first job the rest of your career. You are going to go into this first job, you're going to get your experience, you're gonna get your CCRN, and then you're gonna get out and go to a new hospital, new hospital system, and make more money. That is just how it works, unfortunately, for nurses, unless you're happy with your quarter to 50 cent raise every um, every year. Um, that is what you're going to have to do. So don't get too attached to the first job you have. Um, find a job that does not have a contract, and go from there because it is not worth you signing a contract and you being miserable at a job for two to three years to even four years sometimes. Um, or if you try and break it, they have you pay out some ridiculous fee. So um, just be mindful of that whenever you go and you're looking for jobs and people are showing that they have these residency programs, just make sure there is no contract to sign. Now, in terms of the ICU that you are going to be going into, it really doesn't matter. I started off in a MICU that also took some cardiac patients and some cardiac surgery patients. Um, from there, I did. I went into the CVICU, where you know I became a preceptor, charge nurse. Um, I interviewed people, and I had so many new grads on that CVICU. It was a level one trauma unit, or level one trauma hospital, and. Um, we took so many new grads and a lot of those new grads are now going to CRNA school. So it does not matter where you start out. I've had some of these new grads that run circles around people that have been there for you know five, six years. And um, just because it is, it seems to be a more intimidating unit, if you really wanna do that kind of nursing, you will be fine. It, it is intimidating, but you just have to get past that and be confident. Um, and ask questions, study outside of work, and you'll be fine. One unit is not any harder or easier than the other. They all have their, their pros and their cons. So um, if you think that you need to go to like a smaller MICU in you know, a rural, rural setting first before you go to like a level one trauma hospital, it, it just don't waste your time and go to the unit that you want to go to and apply to it. If you don't get into it, that's fine. Go to another ICU, get your experience, get your CCRN, then go back to that other hospital and they were they will hire you, I guarantee it. Um, so just um, don't sell yourself short and reach for what you want to go for. Um, that is probably the best advice I could give you. And if I could do it all over again, I'd probably start at my second hospital and go from there and I'd probably be farther along than I am right now. All right, well, I think that will wrap up the first episode of this series on uh, new grads going into the ICU. I hope this helps y'all get your first interview, your first job, pass the NCLEX, and uh, get yourself into the ICU. Once you get into the ICU, that's when the fun begins and we will be going over stuff like drips, um, how to run pumps, you know, all the different devices that you will see, all the different uh, kinds of um, diseases and injuries that you will see as well. So be sure to follow the podcast wherever you listen to it and um, be on the lookout for these next episodes that we are going to be doing. Um, if you have any suggestions or any questions or anything, you can follow me on Instagram. I've changed my username to Nurse Dose Podcast. 
Um, and you can find me on TikTok as well at Nurse Dose Podcast, where I have a lot of small um, educational videos on there as well. Um, all right, guys. Well, I hope y'all have a good day. I will talk to y'all later. Bye. Thank you.